Mac, can I ask you a question? Fuck you. Welcome back, my friends, to the podcast that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. I am Joe Spiegel. Mike Sutherland. And we are a couple of average Joes. You already know that. That's why you're here. You clicked on it. You love us. You want us. You need us. All right. This is our Super Troopers 2 episode. We're going to talk about that in uh, movie news. You want to do movie news? We'll do movie news. See that? I make decisions on my own. I'm a grown boy. I, cool. I, I can butter my pancakes. Well, here's a decision that you didn't make. <laughs> so we're coming to the end of this kind of format yeah. for our movie review stuff. Well, do you want to really call it a format? Yes. <laughs> and to me, I think that it's too much or too long. I don't know. There's something about it I don't care for, so it's got to change. <clears throat> and I know that some of you like it, but we're trying to make it better. So uh, I think that we're going to pick a date here in the near future to where we're going to flip the switch and mm. go to a new format. And then um, instead of instead of this type of review, you'll be getting a much more concise and a better reviewed product than, than what we're doing right now. Um, I was thinking like after the blockbuster season is over, uh-huh. like maybe sometime near August because there's not much going on in August. And then go from there. I haven't decided yet. We'll have to figure that out as we go. Like we've always done. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Uh, take it away. Oh, I didn't know uh, Rajneesh. You're not going to? No, not, I'm not going to. Take it away. Nope. I'm not going to. <laughs> Fine. Nope. Rajneesh. Uh, two, Let's do it. Been waiting for a second chance. Waiting for their country to need them again. That time is meow. What do you guys give me if I kill that bird? Barbara, that's a bald eagle. Get away, baldy! Yeah! Guys, what do I win? A one-way ticket to hell. It turns out the French-Canadian town, St. George du Laurent, is actually on American soil. You'll be phasing out a Canadian Mountie unit. Best behavior, boys. Not our idea of a good time either, fellas. Personally, I'd rather fuck a moose. You would need a ladder to do that. Wow. Let's give a big Canadian welcome to the Vermont Highway Patrol. They've come up here to tell us how great it's going to be for all of us to become Americans. This is happening. Do neither of you speak English? I do. We would like to eat your papers. Can you show me your party papers? This time everything will be by the book. Everything. Ghost. What can I get for you guys? Whole beer, liter of cola. What did you say? Do you want a liter of cola? Canada's pretty awesome. Boop, boop. Don't do that. Boop, 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 boop. Should I shoot him? Boom, Papa.
after how to do da day after seeing this film and now knowing what I know, I can never look at this trailer and see Rob Lowe's character without knowing that he's a flying piece of shit in this movie. <laughs> He plays a good bad guy. Oh, I know. Yeah, Rob, uh, I love the sense of humor that Rob Lowe has, man. It's great because even on uh, on Parks and Rec, man, he's really good on there too. You know, he's just way too enthusiastic to the point where he starts to depress himself because he's so fucking happy about everything. Yeah. So, um, shit, dude. This. Wh- what do you say about this movie? It, it, it's it, it, it's it's really simple. It lives Either up to the expectations. If you're a Super Troopers fan, you will like this movie. If you're not into this shit, if you didn't like the first movie, this isn't for you. Absolutely, yeah. If you're a fan of uh, Broken Lizard, and I am, I pretty much like, I, I like all their movies. You do. I'm, I I was only a fan of this one. I gave other ones a chance. I gave Beer Fest a chance. You didn't uh, care for Beer Fest? I you know what, though? I will say this. I watched Beer Fest and um, Club Dread. Uh-huh. When I was going through my marriage shit, oh, so okay. that the my my view on certain things have been tainted at that time. So if I went back and want you know, you know revisited, it might it might be way different. You'll like you'll like Beer Fest. I don't know if mm-hmm. you'd like Club Dread. Yeah, um, but Bill Paxton's in it, so yeah. I always remember the scene where the, there's the two chicks and the one dude in the in the little hut, and then the girl grabs the sex doll and she and it has a big dick on it, and she goes she goes oh it looks like we don't need you. And then you know I mean, the, it wasn't a sex doll, but it was the same difference. It was like a you know like a yeah, fertility a, doll. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah, yeah. You same know difference. I mean. <laughs> so uh, yeah, but that's I, I just I couldn't get into them as much as as I did with Super Troopers. So eh, I'm not a good judge on those ones. I'm not. And there's another one they did right. The there was a fishing one or something. Oh yeah, Slam and Salmon. Yeah. Uh, again, you have to be a hardcore Broken Lizard fan. Like to Monty care Python, for. you know, like like you you got to be really into Monty Python to like enjoy their stuff. There, there's a scene in Slam and Salmon that's really fucking funny, mm-hmm. and it works really well. Where, um, and I can't remember who it is. Um, he plays. Um, I think it's Will. It's uh, Will Forte. Okay. It's Will Forte. Okay. I think it's Will Forte. Last Man on Earth. Yeah, MacGruber. Um, I believe it is. Will Forte is a guy that I only want in very small doses. Yeah, I think this is the scene. Um, the well, you uh, as we're looking at YouTube, the scene where he's looking right at the camera. Yeah. Um, hold on a second. No, I'm going to just see if they have it. Well, anyway, so he's sitting at the table and he's reading fucking War and Peace. <laughs> And one of the guys comes up and goes, hey, uh, what do you have? He goes, I'll have a water with a slice of lemon in it. <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay. I'm just going to sit, you know, and, and are you ready to order or anything? He goes, no, I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to read War and Peace. And the guy goes, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And Will Forte looks at him and goes, excuse me? He goes, get the fuck out of here. He goes, what? He goes, you're reading War and Peace? I love that book. <laughs> it's like, oh, wow. It's, it's such, I'm glad to, you know, meet a... You know, a, a fellow Warren, a Peaser? fellow connoisseur of huge <laughs> novels and stuff like that. Yeah. So, anyways, the whole the whole idea behind Slam and Salmon is whoever gets the biggest tip, mm-hmm. blah blah blah, wins something or other. And, okay. Um, um, uh, Michael Clark Duncan plays the owner of 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 the establishment, yeah. and he's he's a he's a fucking piece of shit. Uh, I don't want to get into doing it, anyways. It ends up that Will Forte leaves the biggest tip for whatever, and it goes from there. Yeah. 
So it's been a while since I've seen it. I actually have it on my uh, on, on on my media center, hmm. and uh, yep, media center. I set it. I I actually have it networked so that we can watch it anywhere. Um, I don't you know uh, as far as 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 far as their movies go for Broken Lizard. I honestly think that this is their weakest one, but it had some really fucking strong jokes in it. Um, not, I mean, Slam and Salmon. Oh, wait a minute, I have seen that fucking movie because I remember, I remember Mike, uh, Michael Clark Duncan uh, being in it. No, well, maybe you have. Yeah, I just fucking, I do. I must have saw that when I was married too because I don't remember shit about it. Well, anyways, um, as far as Super Troopers, look, they have they have the formula down for this. Um, yeah, there's there's something about this group of guys. Broken Lizard that are able to get together, and what they did was, I mean, um, it, they 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 did an Indiegogo thing. Yeah, they did a crowdfunder, and they they all they asked for was, was two million, and they made like four point seven million. Yeah, and and the whole deal behind the crowdfunder was they actually they went to Fox and said, "Hey, we want to make Super Troopers too. And Fox said, "Oh, well, there's no audience for it." Yeah, really. There's no audience for it. Yeah, so the budget ended up with uh, thirteen and a half million. Yeah, because Fox doesn't do. And, and the, there's an article about about the Super Troopers. Yeah, where all the guys from Broken Lizard are talking about um, the the Indiegogo financing and the perks and all this other stuff. Now it it's since changed. Crowdfunding for movies has since changed, and you'll you'll barely see crowdfunding for movies happen anymore. Because who fucking ruined it? You did. <laughs> God damn it! Was I high? Yes. Shit. You ruined it. No. Um, what happens is, is that if you pay, and this is how I've always felt. Yeah. If you pay to fund a movie, you pay X amount of money. Let's just say a thousand dollars to to produce a movie. Mm-hmm. If you're a producer on the movie, you should fucking get paid your money. Yeah. You paid into it. Now, if you're paying for the perks, which, you know, or whatever, you, you know, the, the 20s, the 30s, the 40 $50 or whatever. I'm talking about the big money here where people pay like 10000 or 100000 or whatever. Now, I used to work doing this stuff where I would make fucking cold calls to really, really rich people yeah. and get them to invest in movies. It sucked. <laughs> it sucked big time because it's a fucking, it's a nightmare. But... If you're good on the well, phone, yeah, because I would assume with a lot of people that give you know donate money into these, they also think that they're entitled to like be constantly involved with everything. No, they, no, they they get there's a there's a set of rules. You're a producer, then this is what you this is what you have access to, and generally, like you're not a bank. Yeah. Well, super troopers too. Crowdfunding. Yes. So. um when it comes right down to it, um, if you, I don't know, I don't know what the limit is on that whole thing. They just mentioned that when you do crowdfunding for a movie, it's changed, and that now um, people that quote unquote invest or pay into the crowdfunding, yeah. um, they should get paid back for whatever, even if it's just their their money back. And um, there's a there's a guy that's really really good at the whole crowdfunding thing mm-hmm. that they worked with that helped them get everything going and that's why yeah. it made so much money and they they were they were kicking themselves in the ass because they had asked for like two million got four and they should have asked for more money yeah. but they didn't so well what really pisses me off about this is the fact that this movie cost thirteen million dollars to make yeah. okay 
which is not, and when it comes to movies, it's not a lot of money. And half of that probably went to Damon Wayans Jr. and Clifton Collins Jr. and and, and Stifler. And Stifler, yeah. <laughs> oh, and Fred Savage. Yeah, and and Wonder Woman. And yeah, <laughs> and Rob Lowe. And Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, and uh, fucking um, Will Sasso. Oh yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> and Dale. Yeah, Dale, <laughs> Dale from Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. <laughs> Levine, uh, Ted Ted Levine, no Le- uh, Levine. Uh, Tyler Levine. Tyler. Tyler Levine. Tyler Levine. Levine. Yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> as they were talking about it, what they said was that the the big studios don't, aren't interested in micro budget movies anymore. Yeah. You know, and these micro budget movies, you know, like I really wish that they would just sell the rights right back to the guys from Broken Lizard. Yeah. So they could shop their shit around to other places. Like A twenty four will do micro budget movies all day long. Yeah. Like if A twenty four got their fucking hands on Broken Lizard's movies, they would fund those motherfuckers instantly because it's a return on investment. Super Troopers the first one is a huge cult hit. Well, huge. Oh, they yeah. made their money on DVD. Oh, yeah. And they're afraid that they're not going to make their money on DVD because... Dude, Netflix would fucking take them. DVD is not a viable alternative. Well, that's bullshit because DVD is a viable alternative. People don't... People are getting tired of having... Look, I if DVD goes away, yeah, I, I stop going to the movies. Okay. I'm not going to pay for video on demand, and I'm not going to pay for fucking stuff that when you're going to charge me, you already charge me to see the movie, and then I go and buy it on DVD. So you're you're doubling up on me. You're double raping me, mm-hmm. okay? And and you're and you're triple raping the fucking movie theater, anyways. So you're fucking the movie theater. You're fucking the customers twice, and then on top of that. You're you're trying to fuck the customers over m- more so when you do your initial edition DVD, your super edition DVD, your unedited, your unrated, your tenth anniversary, tenth and fiftieth and twenty fifth, and yeah. you know the clerks thing, same <laughs> difference. Super shenanigans edition. Yeah, and 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 there's like five different versions of the DVD that you want to. <laughs> oh wait, out. I'm holding out for the mustache ride edition. Yeah, and and people are tired of that. Yeah. Like, it, it's okay to release just an initial DVD version. Just throw it out there, okay? But if, if you want... But then we have to wait for the the one that has all the cut scenes and the deleted scenes yeah. and, and yada, yada, yada. So why don't you just let us wait a little bit longer while you put that DVD together? And then here's an idea. Instead of charging movie theaters for X amount of money per print, you know, let's just say it's 10 grand per print. Why don't you cut that in half, because it doesn't cost that much anymore, and then from there, why don't you have a new monetary system involved where they can, well, I don't know, buy the print from you, and then show the movie whenever they want, right? Yeah. And then they can charge whatever, So because, I mean, you're charging for the, they're charging for the, re, the, the print, and they charge for the lease of the print, and they charge for the ticket sales of the print. You got understand that? Yeah. Okay, so that's that's the triple fucking. Yeah, it's like fucking PSLs, man. Yeah. So so uh when when movie theaters charge you 12 to 20 dollars for a ticket, they it's justifiable because they have to make that money yeah. to pay for the print. And 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 the studios have their distribution all backwards. Yeah, there was something that happened like in the 30s or 40s also where um Hollywood the studios were taking a huge percent uh, percentage from the theaters uh-huh. from the total gross. Yeah, and a lot of theaters were going out of business because of it. Yeah, and and they're still doing that. It's albeit it's different, and they do these lease things, 
But again, when you have A-rated films and whatnot, the big blockbuster things, you're pushing all the smaller films out. So, so the theaters, like my local theater, won't doesn't have Super Troopers two at it. Not, at least it didn't last week when we went and saw the movie. Yeah, I can look while we're talking. Yeah. Now, and the reason why they don't do this because it's a micro budget, and they think that they're not going to make any money on the movie. Well, we went to see the movie. Most of the theater was packed. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. You know, we were in a reserved seat, and it was over half full. I know yeah. that. On a Thursday showing, you know, the, the day before. Yeah, unfortunately, we picked the wrong reserve seat. <laughs> I mean, was it just me, or was did it show that all the the seats in that row were sold out? It's all all, all of them except yeah. I mean, but there was, was nobody sitting in them. I know that was the weird part. That really pissed me off. Yeah, it did. It was because yeah, I felt like an asshole getting in between those two groups of people. Yeah, I, I wanted to get up and move. Like, it was like all these seats are open, so why the fuck are we sitting here? Yeah, you know. Like, I didn't do anything wrong. You didn't do anything wrong. But No, we just picked... I, I See, I thought that they had picked... Because I was listening to them. They mm-hmm. had picked seats on the far end, 16 yeah. and 17. I know that they picked those two seats. Yeah. And they sat in the wrong seats. Oh. Uh, so, uh, and, that, and And I'm fine, whatever. It's uh, I'm not going to worry about it. But my problem is, is, is when you have an entire theater and you have an entire row that's sold out and nobody's in that row, fuck you, I'm going to sit in that row. Yeah. So... Um, but you know what would have happened if we had gotten up and moved? The people that fucking got those seats would have come and fucking like, then we would have had to move. It, it, you know the way the odds work, right? Yeah. Just, I would just found somewhere else to sit. But yeah, I got it warm for you. Yeah. <laughs> just just letting it warm up for you. That smell was there before uh, before I shut down. Don't worry about it. That wet spot was already there. <laughs> All right then. So when so 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 when you have when you have a movie like this that's uh, that's a micro budget. Theaters aren't going to show it unless they have um, still, some incentive. It's still not at your theater. Yeah, it's still not at my theater. You know what your theater has right now? It has I Feel Pretty, uh-huh. Blumhouse's Truth or Dare, uh-huh. Rampage 3D. It's Blumhouse. Blumhouse. A Quiet Place, Blockers, The Miracle Season, Ready Player One 3D, Isle of Dogs, I Can Only Imagine, and A Wrinkle in Time. Yeah, like two-thirds of those movies are garbage. <laughs> Like the only really good movies there is Ready Player One and A Quiet Place. Yeah. So. Yeah, which we haven't seen, and I'm not. I'm not. That's not a movie I. Care you were for. in the mood for it, man. I, but I'll tell you what. It's, the next time something like Annihilation comes out, I want to fucking see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, but I'm just. Those types of movies don't interest me. I'm going to actually part. do a blind buy purchase on uh, Annihilation. It comes out at the end of May on Blu-ray, and I just I, everyone I've talked to that I've given lift rides to, they say it's fucking really good. So. Okay. Um, I'm yeah. I don't normally do blind purchase anymore because one of them was Doom, <laughs> unrated, and uh, yeah, I want my money back. Yeah, I just I didn't find I didn't find it interesting that Natalie Portman basically plays a scientist that is tasked with finding her husband who has been assimilated by plant life. Well, it just what keeps me more interested more than anything is the Alex Garland thing, you know, because Max Machina. So. Oh, I want to keep riding on this train, you know, and see if he, you know, if he's as good as everyone thinks he is. You yeah. Know? So and it, and it, I mean, it wasn't in theaters that long. I know it was, it was blink, dude. Yeah, yeah. fucking blink. So it's, it got high praise. I mean, I don't, I know that doesn't always mean anything, but yeah, high praise. But it's 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 um highbrow fucking science fiction, man. Mm-hmm. Just like Ex Machina. Yeah. But anyways, uh, back to Super Troopers too, and so with. 
with the problems that exist today within the marketplace, they don't understand the distribution system. And it's just like just like music studios and, and stuff like that. The people that are in charge have been in charge for a long, long time, and they don't understand the basics of changing with the times. And changing with the times means, you know, more streaming, more more digital stuff. Theaters are going to that. Yeah. Theaters are going to, you know, the, they want the, the cloud Wi-Fi download thing yeah. where they can grab the movie and they don't need to print and stuff like that. Now, I mean, there are still guys out there that film on printed fucking film. Yeah. You know, but those are far and few between. Quentin Tarantino is one of them. Yeah. And and he he does both film and digital, or he digitizes the film. Either way, for easier distribution. Yeah. You know, and then he shows the film in 70 millimeter at, at the art houses, yeah. you know, which is great because there's still some art houses that preserve the 70 millimeter film. And that's for the real film geeks, you know. I, I wouldn't consider myself a film geek. I think you are, but... Um, I... I, I, it's, I Goes so far as to say a film buff. Yeah, uh, I. Um, I, you know, I'm I'm a geek for film. I, I mean, I don't know everything. Uh, there's way more shit I could know, but I don't. I don't care to. I would prefer to see a movie on 70 millimeter or mm-hmm. regular film because there's something about it when you hear the the when you hear the film reels going clackety yeah. clackety clackety. Yeah, there's something just about like the that. smell of popcorn too. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it just brings back good memories. <laughs> but when you're watching a movie. Nowadays, it doesn't make any sense for their distribution channels to include fucking over everybody. Yeah. I understand that they want to make money, but there's a better way to make money. Well, they're stuck in old ways, and this goes into cable as well. Yeah. You know, uh, like, like say, I just got a $180 bill in the mail for my cable slash internet from Xfinity Comcast. And the reason why is because the two years is now up, and so all of the regular pricing things are now kicking in. So... After one year, my, my shit went from $98 a month to 124 And then, and now, it, then, now it's, it's going to go, they want from 124 to $180. So, or it's like 179 something, but right. 108 And um, it's because they want to charge me full price for fucking internet. I also have to pay $10 a month for the router to rent it from them. Why don't you just buy a new router? I have your own router. Well, we'll get to that. Maybe. I don't know. So there's that. Then there's uh, the you know the DVR box. I gotta you know. Oh yeah. Oh, and the, it's only in one room. Not not just that. Yeah. It's the DVR box plus the connection to the TV. So you're renting your TV from yourself. Yeah. So I um and then I have the DVR. Yeah. So the DVR and it's only in one room that I have cable. Right. Okay. That's it. Right. And then uh, fuck whatever else they want to charge. Oh, HBO's fifteen dollars a month and all this shit. So yeah, it's that much and. I'm going to call them before the bill is due, fully due the date, and I'm going to say, give me a reasonable price or I'm dropping everything. Everything. Because... They don't give a shit, dude. Well, no, what they'll do is they'll work... They'll, they always work into um, selling you another package again. And then you start another one-year package or whatever where you get HBO for free and you get... You know, your shit goes back down to like 120-something. So That's $120 a month, dude. I know. But, it, okay, but if I wanted to have internet... Just just straight up internet, and they're fucking almost lowest form of internet. I'm still going to be paying with the cost of the modem or the the router, um, and that and the and the streaming. It was I'm still going to be paying. Oh, and taxes and this subtax and that fucking subtax, um, and then service tax as well. <laughs> and so, 
Um, after all that, I'm still going to be paying, spending like 85, 90 bucks a month for just internet. So that's why it's, you're paying $85 a month for their lowest tier internet. They're, they're right above the lowest. Like their lowest is at 60 megabytes per Are second. Are you fucking kidding me? And then the one above it is 150 megabits per second. That's actually not bad. But that that's their second lowest. Then they have then they get then it gets way yeah they they tear it out because the doing, whole yeah. net neutrality thing yeah so yeah it's like it might as well I mean for an extra roughly thirty bucks a month you can have a DVR and record whatever shows you want to record and and also have on demand which on demand so just go buy a fucking DVR go buy a fucking you, you can't buy DVRs yes you can when did they start selling those besides They've, TiVo's you can buy TiVo you can build your own you can buy fucking DVRs all day long dude okay. You're, all okay. day long. You're saying completely opposite to what I've asked people in stores and in person at wherever the fuck I was at the time when when this has happened over the last year, you know, like what, 10 there years? There it is. Four channel, 960 hertz, 960 hertz. Is that hertz? Digital video recorder with hard drive, 80 bucks. Fry's Electronics. 16 channel, 199. Night Owl, 8 channel, 129. TiVo, Bolt, 199. Okay, but when you get TiVo, I don't know about these other brands, but when you get TiVo, you have to sign up for a subscription. No, you don't. Well, then they changed it because... You can buy a TiVo. You don't have to get a subscription, and then you just get the card from your from your provider and plug it in. All right, and then all these new ones, that's got to be new, too, because they weren't selling DVRs before that. They've been selling DVRs for 20 years, dude. It started with TiVo. So every store I went to, they were lying to me. They don't know shit about shit. Because when I asked them, they said the only one that you the only, there's only two DVRs available, TiVo or from your cable company. That's nope. it. No, that's not true. And whoever told you that is a fucking liar. Because they don't jack shit about shit. All right. Well, I don't care about the having a you know what I mean. I it, it's like I said for cable and having a DVR with it and all that shit. It's only an extra thirty bucks a month. So I'm willing to do that. Okay. But when they jump that motherfucker up to one hundred eighty dollars, no, it, it, no, I'm not. I'm not biting. Okay, CNET just does a pay for. So if they don't do a deal, then I'm, I'm I mean, I'll drop them. But they will. They'll, they'll, like I said, they'll end up doing a deal like they always do. And, and the reason why I, brought, uh, why I brought up cable is because it's they're they're old. They won't change. You know, like you talked about a la carte. You know, stuff. You know, it, it's they, they they need to stop doing this to people. They need to because also their DVRs are shitty. All okay, right. I understand. Hold on a second. What? We are way off topic. I don't give a shit anymore. We need to get back on topic of Super Troopers. We're fucking talking about DVRs and and cable and all so this other stuff. The cable stuff. companies need to get with the times, just like the movie industry does. Yes. You're absolutely right. And and you're right about the, the, the a la carte stuff and, and, and whatever else. Um, in fact, what it should be is that they, they should just offer everything and then allow and yeah. then put it in and like everything. I mean, like everything, every show oh, yeah. ever fucking made. Yeah, I mean, in, and yeah. we should be it, able to choose. And then, yeah. and then this whole streaming service thing is bullshit because yeah. why don't you just why don't you put the streaming service through fucking uh-huh. the cable or the this or the that? Yeah. You know, so that way we can get the if it's five ninety nine yeah. through and, and then fucking. We pay five. I'm sorry, and Directv has it. You know. Yeah. Well, whatever. And the, of course, they they'll want to charge seven ninety nine yeah. for it. Fine. I'm I'm fine with that. Yeah. For for fucking streaming service like Disney streaming service comes out next year, yeah. and they're gonna they're debuting what I understand a live action Star Wars show with that new service. So when that service comes out it's next April. Premium, yeah. 
Exclusive. The new fucking Star Wars TV show is going to be with it. Yeah. Now, are they going to put it on D- Disney or something? Probably. But <laughs> but I understand that a lot of their shows, and there's like two live-action Star Wars shows coming out. Yeah. A lot of the shows and stuff are going to be fucking exclusive. That's why they're pulling all their stuff from Netflix, because Daredevil, Jessica Jones, The Defenders, all that stuff is going yeah. on to... Onto that, including every Disney show apparently ever made, yeah. and every ABC show apparently ever made, and whatever else they own. Now, wouldn't that wouldn't that be prudent for all the cable providers to go and say, "Hey, if you pro- if you offer a streaming service, we can provide it to we we'll charge I don't know, whatever a fucking dollar fifty cents. Who cares? It doesn't matter. It it it's a dollar or Whatever it is, we'll add it on to your package deal. So if there's a whatever the Disney package deal is, right? Yeah. Or the ABC package deal. So you get ABC, ESPN, and all this other shit, right? <laughs> so it would it would the, the cost should be negligible, and then they can throw that fucking channel that that streaming service onto any of the cables that are available. Which is Comcast or Directv, AT and T, um, Wave, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Whoever else is out there, Spectrum, yeah. broadband. Well, I don't know who else is out there. And allow us. I've, I've <laughs> hold on a second. Let me just finish this thought because yeah, I cut you off and I'm, and I I went right back into it. Didn't I, I? know. <laughs> Anyways, just to provide us with with more yeah. options, you know. And they should do that with the streaming stuff. Mm. It doesn't make any sense. Why isn't there a fucking a YouTube Red channel f- on DirecTV? I don't know. It makes no sense to me. Yeah, it's none of this makes any sense to me. Because everyone wants to, everyone <laughs> it's just everyone wants to have their own thing. Every company wants to be their own separate thing, so that they think that because we're our own company, where there's something special about us. They but, don't want to. They don't want to. They don't want to like think about the big picture and like blend. Yeah, it just it, that shit doesn't make any sense to me, and it doesn't make any sense to me yeah. why Fox would say something along the lines of "There's no DVD market for yeah. Super Troopers." Um, there's there's no market whatsoever yeah. for Super Troopers. There's no this. There's no that. Oh, and, and it's not that. And, but that's not the important shit. Yeah, it's not any of that. Yeah, dude, look. We're I'm hold on, hold on. And let me finish my thought. <laughs> it, we don't do micro budgets. That's why. Well, what if this movie makes a hundred million dollars? Yeah. E- even then. What if this movie makes? The movie's gonna probably make thirty million or more in theaters, okay? And then, then on video, holy shit, this movie's gonna do fucking gangbusters on video. The budget was five million. No, it was thirteen point five. Let's just call it thirteen. Call it fifteen million. I mean, Wikipedia said it was thirteen and a half million. I would assume that Fox kicked down. Fox Searchlight kicked down nine million, and then it's already made its money back. Yeah. The box office just this weekend was sixteen point two million. It's going to make another sixteen million. That's thirty two million. It's doubled its budget. Yeah. It's going to end up making fifty million dollars total at the box office. Yeah. And then DVD. Where it's just gonna fucking crank. Yeah. And it's gonna make a hundred million, hundred and fifty million dollars on DVD. Like I said, gangbusters, man. And here's the problem. A micro budget film that costs thirteen and a half million dollars and it's already made its money back, initial budget. Yeah. Plus three million. Yeah, this ain't no damn yoga hosers. No, and that money, that money, that fucking movie made its money back before it even came out. Yeah. Again, there's a big problem in this in in the movie industry, 
And the big problem is micro-budget features. Yeah. If I had the money and the resources, I would start my own studio and, and say... And the connections. We're doing micro-budget, and we're yeah. starting with you, 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 and you. So the, the guys from Broken Lizard, go make a fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Kevin Smith, go make a fucking movie. Yeah. Robert Rodriguez. Robert Rodriguez, go make a fucking movie. Yeah. Quentin Tarantino, go make a low-budget fucking movie. Troy Duffy? No. Oh, <laughs> speaking of Troy Duffy, we're, we have to talk about him. Well, tangent number two? Yeah. Um, no, not tangent number two. Anyways, uh, Super Troopers 2. I, I, I was going to have a quick retort. No, we're not going to do another tangent. No, it was about the, the fucking cable. It was pretty much, if they don't, I don't get a good deal... I'm going to just get just stick with the internet and then I'll just keep Netflix and Hulu cuz Hulu now has um HBO if you want to sub- subscribe to it right. for 15 bucks a month okay because on cable the only t- channels I watch are HBO, AMC and FX and and then local shit the local networks that's it and not even all of that so I'm not really I don't really give a shit if uh you know hey I'm going to save 30 bucks or 100 bucks or whatever and just have internet so anyway um what about Mr. Troy Duffy? We're, I don't want to talk about Troy until we're done talking about oh, Super Troopers 2. All right, my bad. Okay, so um, I was worried about this movie when it first started because when it first started, I think like the, for the first 20, plus, 20 or so minutes, it was like, it felt like just like this mildly witty reunion of characters in a way, right? And it just didn't feel like it was taking off. I was like, dude, when is this going to start, you know, fucking really, you know, hitting? And I don't, remember exactly what point it was at but all of a sudden it just started getting fucking funny and funnier and then there'd be a moment a hilarious moment and then there'd be a moment that makes you giggle and then there's another stupid moment and a funny it just it just it took off and of course i mean with just like the first movie you know it has a stupid fucking you know crime type ending thing you know with the fucking you know the you know the the was it the the two-faced character you know rob Lowe and and shit like that, or like how you know in the first movie it was the cops, the state, tr- uh, not the state troopers, but the uh, the actual police department. Yeah, how there's, they- the, there's the highway patrol and there's the police. Yeah, and the police department was corrupt, and um, so I mean that was you know, but it's a comedy. It's like I don't ex- I don't expect this to be Shakespeare. You know what I mean? So that didn't really bother me. I would say the the what were the things that bugged me about this movie? The movie felt like it was um, a lot of stuff was cut out of it, like. Because because the the ending gets really rushed, it ends really abruptly, and I felt like yeah, it just seemed like there there's gonna be like a DVD edition, right? Another you know you know how they're gonna do it, right? It's gonna first come out on DVD Blu-ray, where it's just the, the theatrical version, right? And then a few months later, there'll be the you know the Baldy take that Baldy or whatever edition, right? And then <laughs> that'll be the unrated version. It'll be unrated extended, where they'll have a two-hour version of this movie, you know, and they'll say oh with 45 minutes of deleted scenes. I can totally see them having that with this movie. And uh, what else did I have a problem with? You know what? Uh, look, Canadian jokes are funny, and making fun of Canadians is funny, but a lot of it just felt like this fucking cliche of ending every sentence with an A. You know what I mean? It, some of the the Canadian stereotypical shit was just... It, got, it, it ran You know, they didn't really end that many sentences with A unless they were making a point to make fun of Americans. <laughs> Eh, well, I was also stoned when I watched it, so any oversight I might have. <laughs> Good job. Well, I noticed a lot of uh, A's, eh? If you know what I mean. Well, they were doing that, but they would specifically say A at the end of the sentence to make fun of the Americans who always say A. Oh, you know what? You could be right. I'm not 
I'm I know I'm right. Like they were mocking Americans for mocking. That's them. exactly what they were doing. Okay, I... that was the whole joke. <laughs> a a. So and like I didn't you know I didn't care for the Emmanuel Chiriki however the fuck you pronounce her name she was in Zohan right the love interest right for for the other guy for the other white guy there's there's always the three ma- okay when I think of super troopers and put Brian Cox to the side you just think of the actual super troopers you think of Farva you think of uh, of uh, Thorny Ramathon. Thorny and Mac those are the ones I always think of the most right and. Then there's the other two white guys, and you. I would the way I always distinguish the two white guys yeah, is rabbit. the one that's fucking Ursula and the one that's not fucking Ursula, right? And that's it. So in this movie, finally, the other one, Rabbit, he's the one that gets to get, get his freak on. Finally, well, and, that's because Mac is an eternal bachelor. Yeah. Ramathorn is involved with whoever. Uh, yeah, yeah. But she wasn't in the movie for some reason. Oh, yeah. he was divorced from her, so he was he was dealing with that. Yeah. And then Farva is just a fucking dick. You know, yeah, far away and, and, and uh, Kevin Heffernan, yeah, <laughs> god damn it. Look, he's another one of those guys <laughs> who plays a character that I fucking hate, but love to hate him. And love yeah, him. You, you love to hate him, yeah. but you, you fucking hate him. Oh, yeah, like with a passion. But like, if you watch him yeah. in other movies, like he's in the Goldbergs, mm-hmm. he plays the science teacher in the Goldbergs, yeah. And he like he's the guy that the, the science teacher that used to throw shit at people. Yeah. So he plays that guy, <laughs> and so he'd fucking wing erasers, and he's a, so uh, they they were doing the new nineteen. They're doing the 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 backdoor pilot for uh, uh, the nineteen nineties. Yeah. One, and I had talked to you about this earlier, and Heffernan is in in there, and they're switching over the principal. So the guy that plays the principal in the Goldbergs, yeah. is no longer the principal in the new one. It's Tim Meadows. Yeah. And as they're all sitting there together talking, he's like, okay, no more throwing shit at kids and no more this and that. And Heffernan's like, raises his hands like, so what? I can't throw chalk? No, don't throw chalk. And then there's an explanation that's pretty funny. No, I can't throw an eraser? No, you can't throw an eraser. <laughs> well, what about a chair? Can I throw a chair? Can I throw a desk at them? Yeah. Can I throw something? It just goes on and on because like, he would literally just pick shit up and fucking wing it at the fucking kids. It, it, <laughs> and he and he does such a good job, yeah. and that's kind of like a that's like Farva light. Yeah. But then he plays a character in, in Club Dread who's not an asshole. Wasn't he like a pussy, like a big giant? No, wasn't no. he a scaredy cat? No, not at all. Okay, see, it's been so long since I've seen Club Dread. No, he in fact he plays a character who comes to the island, and he's he's the new island masseuse. Okay, I, guess. I, I all I remember like was, he's the main character. All I remember was he was completely different than Farva. Yeah, absolutely. He's yeah. he's a one hundred eighty degree. Uh, character from Farva, but then he was like in in Dukes of Hazard. Uh-huh. You know, he plays a weirdo, but he's not Farva, but yeah. he's still got the mustache, <laughs> right? And he's able to transcend every one of these characters. Yeah, you know, even though like like when you're watching movies and and you have a guy that's basically you have Bruce Willis, yeah. right? We'll just take him as as an example. So you have Bruce Willis that's in Die Hard. And then you have Bruce Willis that's in Red 2, and then you have Bruce Willis in that's G.I. Joe in, Retaliation. In G.I. Joe Retaliation, and then you have Bruce Willis that's in Death Wish. Death Wish. And it's all the same character. Pretty much. But yeah. if you but Bruce Willis in um I the see six, dead people. The Sixth Sense, yeah. That's exactly what I was going for. Yeah. As much Or Unbreakable. Unbreakable. Those are two different characters, and you feel and you and and he's playing those characters. He was supposed and, to have the Mel Gibson role in signs as well. Yeah, and and he is able to overcome the stigma of not being 
Bruce Willis in an action movie. Yeah. A cop out. That was the other one I was thinking of. <laughs> yeah. But like every action movie that Bruce Willis is in, basically every movie that Bruce Willis is in, with the exception of like, uh, I'll say, I'll, I'll add in Moonlighting. And Color of Night. Um, <laughs> God damn. No, even that movie. Yeah. Um, every movie, with the exception of The Sixth Sense and uh, Unbreakable. Like, I'm sure there's one or two others in there. Yeah. Like, Bonfire of the Vanities. Yeah. Um, okay. Add that one into the, the exception. Yeah. Cause I mean, but Pul- 12 Monkeys, same character. Pulp Fiction, similar. No, Pulp Fiction. Yeah. But similar. But yeah. Okay. I, I, I can I can go with that. Hearts War. Uh, I, shit, I haven't seen Hearts War since it was new. But basically, every Bruce Willis char- movie is a Bruce Willis character. Yeah. Not, is, is, is Bruce Willis. Yeah. Not the character that he's playing. As opposed to like, like Leonardo DiCaprio, or in this case, Kevin Heffernan. Or, yeah, method actors. Yeah, because um, you don't see Steve Lemmy or um, uh, Chandra Sekar is mostly a director. Yeah, um, but he he does act in some things. But you, you don't see uh, Lemmy and Stolnitsky. I can't remember. Um, it's uh, there's Rabbit, and then there's uh. Oh, if only we had a cast well, list. Foster is a uh, Stouffer. No, it's well, Soder. Is it Soder? It's Paul Soder. Oh, yeah. Why did I say? Um, you have Steve Lemmy as Mac. By the way, we find out that Mac and Brian Cox's character are related because he calls him uncle. Huh. You didn't notice that at the beginning of the movie? Dude, I was fucking high, man. I don't remember shit. Great. Steve Lemmy That's as Mac. That's why it's so awesome that you're taking over this episode. Eric Stolansky so as Rabbit. Uh, Paul Soder is the guy that's married to uh, the blonde hair. Yeah, he's with Ursula. Ursula, you have Chandra Sekar, who is Thorny, or real Ramathorn. Kevin Heffernan as Rod Farva, and Brian Cox, who is always as amazing as as usual. Um, except for, like, when he's doing karaoke, did it bother you that his lips looked like they were completely white and pink? Like, it was a real bad makeup job? Or something. I don't know what was going on. I, yeah, I... And then you have Rob Lowe as Guy Lafranc, uh, Emmanuel <laughs> Shriqui as Genevieve Bois. Um, Tyler Labine, or Le- yeah, I'm just gonna go with Labine as Mount Bellafu. Uh, Will Sasso as Mounty Arkambal. Uh, Hayes MacArthur as Mounty uh, Podine. Um, I don't know who Hayes MacArthur is. I am not familiar with I, him. When I was watching the trailers, I thought that was Colin Hanks. You know, I was like, hey, he's just getting older, right? Oh, no, he doesn't even look like Colin Hanks. The, 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 he looked like him to me. Yeah, if Colin Hanks were six foot tall and fucking, you know, had a chin. Could have been trick photography. I don't fucking know. Really? Trick photography and makeup. I don't fucking know. Really? But a Tyler Labine is like really short in, in real life. Yeah, they made all the bounties look like they were like seven feet tall. They did. They were fucking girthy, man. It doesn't man. look anything like fucking Colin Hanks. He looks more in like... In the, the movie. Like with his voice and his and his uh, his facial features, like his the facial structure. No, not even. <laughs> Really, you gotta you gotta show pictures. I said he just looked like them to me. Yeah, maybe you're right. I don't know. What do I know? Just by his voice, man. His voice and his similarity in facial structure. I thought of Colin Hanks. Have you ever seen Angie Tribeca? If I have, I don't know her name. Have you ever seen the TV show Angie Tribeca? No. Okay. If you want to watch a good parody of police procedural shows, Reno Nine One One. No. <laughs> what? Angie Tribeca. It's it's it. There's a it like if Airplane became a TV series. Oh God! All right, it's like that. 
Damn. So extra slapsticky. Oh yeah, absolutely. And it stars <laughs> it stars um Stewardess. I speak jive. Uh, Quincy Jones uh <laughs> daughter. So you know my rap. Come some slack, Jack. So uh yeah, Angie Tribeca is fucking And Rashida, hilarious. I wanna marry you, Jones. Yeah, Rashida Jones. So she plays Angie Tribeca and it has all the same tropes as as um any regular police procedural, uh, procedural. Procedural. I can't say that word. <laughs> police TV st- show. There's only one word that makes me sound drunk, and it's procedural. procedural. <laughs> uh, it's a uh, Angie Tribeca is a ten-year veteran on the Los Angeles Police Department's elite RHCU, really heinous crimes unit, uh, who was assigned a new partner. Oh, there's one point where uh, one of the guys lost his partner, and he has to pay for him. He's <laughs> like, "How do you lose a white guy?" <laughs> He's like, I'm sorry, sir. How do you lose a rookie? <laughs> oh, I'm really sorry. It's coming out of your paycheck. <laughs> uh, the format of each episode involves a different criminal case. The show has almost nonstop witty one-liner jokes. Um, there's a fight between uh, Heather Graham and Rashida Jones. Yeah. And it's fucking hilarious because every time, like, Heather Graham just beats her up, right? And through, She just kicks her ass all over the place. Yeah. But every time she tries to fight back to Heather Graham and, and Heather jumps or moves or dodges... Her outfit changes. <laughs> it was funny. really hilarious. That is funny. Um, anyways, uh, Hayes MacArthur uh, plays Detective Lieutenant Jason J. Gels. That also has uh, Jerry Burns as uh, Captain Pritkin, Chet Atkins. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, he also Burns also plays Eric Atkins, Lieutenant Atkins, identical twin brother. You know, C- Captain Gumbo Atkins, Atkins' Cajun cousin in New Orleans. Lieutenant Patty Atkins, Atkins' Irish cousin in New York. Dion Cole as Detective Daniel D.J. Tanner. <laughs> Andre Vermulian as Dr. Monica Scholes. Dr. Scholes. Um, Alfred Molina is in it. Uh, Franco. Yeah, James Franco showed up. In fact, James Franco plays a pretty important part. Heather Graham, Chris Pine, Rob Riggle, um, John Michael Higgins is Dr. Zayas. What channel is this on? Uh, It's on mostly on TBS. Um, Basically, it it plays in like huge blocks. Fuck, who's producing this? It's got some strong casting, dude. Gary Cole, Lisa Kudrow, Adam Scott. All these motherfuckers, man. There's got to be someone with it that that knows. John Hamm. Yeah, you got Maya Rudolph, Natalie Portman. Uh, it's produced, well, it's, uh, produced by Steve Carroll. Oh, there, no, there you go. There you go. And, uh, it's fucking funny. Dude, have you, um, have you, uh, watched uh, any of Legion this season? Yeah. What do you think, are, do you like the John Hamm shit in the narration at the beginning? Yeah, but I, I'm more interested, <laughs> I don't, I don't care. I don't, don't want to talk about the fucking movie. You sure? I'm pretty sure <laughs> I want to talk about the movie and not Legion. See, like, it was okay to talk about Angie Tribeca because Hayes MacArthur is involved, but John Hamm has nothing to do with Super Troopers. I'm saying that John Hamm could be on that show as no, well. No, only, the only reason why you fucking brought up John Hamm is because you saw John Hamm's name in the cast list of one of the episodes that he showed up in briefly. Yeah. And that brought up the whole Legion thing. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with Super Troopers. Hayes MacArthur was in Super Troopers, and he's also in Angie Tribeca. It's a... It's a, it's a We're not talking about segue. Legion. No. <laughs> Anyways... Six degrees of 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 super trooper, <laughs> shitty degrees of super trooper. Um, so yeah, yeah. there you go. Good job. I'll hit my thumbnail. God damn it, Wiener Park. Yes, please. Um, <laughs> come on, that's funny. No, it's not. 
It's a and there's another one called Homo erectus. See, <laughs> so but Jutopia is not funny. Where is it? Where's Jutopia? Okay, yeah, that's funny too. Really, Jutopia is funny. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Um, as far as Super Troopers two, uh, the three guys: Will Sasso, uh, Labine, Tyler Labine, and Colin Hanks. And Colin Hanks, and not Colin <laughs> Hanks, and Hayes MacArthur are, are fucking hilarious. Dude, they deserve their. They need their own movie or show or something, dude. They they are fucking great together. Just the constant yelling and shit. Oh, Hayes MacArthur is married to Ellie Larder. Like the um, <laughs> like uh, it's just like the escalation of tension when they argue. You know, it gets loud. It's getting loud, and then someone's getting irritated, and someone chimes in and makes it all fucking worse. And they're just screaming at the top of your lungs, top of each other's lungs at each other. And then they immediately can cut back to being calm again, or fairly calm, like they just had a snap of the fingers. It's yeah, those guys in in the in Broken Loser must be really short because Tyler Levine's six foot, uh, and uh, obviously Will Sasso is about six foot. <laughs> yeah, he's six three. The other guy's six two. But it made it look like all the other guys were like fucking gigantic. Yeah, and yeah. So I, <laughs> those fuckers were pretty damn big. They were Mounties. Mounties. Yeah, Steve Lemmy, Steve Lemmy is five foot nine. Still taller than Tom Cruise. And I think they're also taller than Fred Savage. It doesn't say how tall Kevin is. That's got to be, I mean, do you find that sad or hilarious for for him? That he's a fat guy and he's got the name Hef, word Heifer in his name? No. <laughs> Come on. That's funny. Uh, I, that's funny and sad at the same time. Like, I don't worry about that. You know, he grew up just hearing it. Hey, Heifer. I, I mean, well, look, at you see what he's doing. So you can tell he's got a sense of humor about it. But I wonder how other people, if that would have fucked with him. I don't know. Why don't you fucking call him? Ask him. Uh, why don't you move on to the next subject instead of be, belittling me? It's just, I, I just, I guess. I don't know. I am not. I, I, I don't. It, it never occurred to me. Who's that guy? He was in Super Troopers, trying to get back to Broken Lizard is what I'm trying to do. Do, 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 do. Oh, there we go. Broken Lizard. All right. It's a good conversation. <laughs> <sighs> Where were we on this shit, dude? I, I, don't, know. I don't know. I'm I'm completely lost because we're trying to do a fucking movie review and you keep going off on a tangent. Like talking about Legion. So um, John Hamm at the beginning. We're not talking <laughs> fucking, about fucking Legion. I'm fucking with you, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, I don't, you know what, dude? I don't think uh, there's anything else about the movie that I liked or disliked. It was, it was, it once it once that whole reunion shit got over with, the movie started getting funnier and funnier. And oh, that's right, I completely disagreed with you on the first twenty minutes. It just felt like this weird reuniony type feeling to it, and like no one was like, I don't know, I don't know. There's something a little off. I mean, don't get me wrong. There was the whole dream sequence at the beginning was funny, but. After that dream sequence, that's it. Just that is not anything close to what you said after we got out of the movie. What did I say when we got out of the movie? You said, and, and you and and we both agreed on this, which is, it's the same exact premise as the first one. Yeah. The only thing missing was like near the end where there's a fucking there was something missing from from the scene. Yeah. But all in all, strong movie. Uh huh. No problems. There, not at once did you ever bring up any problems with with anything. Well, That's why I, I, you know, I don't understand. We where you saw it four from. days ago, so I had to think about it. You know, sometimes you think about it. So, I, I, those aren't huge problems. The movie's still funny, and I, I highly recommend seeing it, especially if you're a fan of the first one. I don't know. I mean, the first twenty minutes, like right after the scene with the bus, it goes into 
them working on a house. Oh, there's just something uh, that just, it was, uh, I don't know. It just wasn't fun that funny at first, you know? It, I don't know. But it got funnier. That, that's what I'm trying okay, to say. Okay, whatever. I disagree with For you. For me, it fucking, it, once it took off, it started, it took off really well, man. And I was laughing a lot. It, like I said, I don't expect this to be like, you know, the greatest comedy of all time, but it fits with, you know, the first film. You know, there would have been, there's a lot of things I would have liked to have seen a little more of or something, but that's always, you get that always with, with sequels and shit, you know, like, oh, I want more of this. I want more, where's the mustache ride? You know, why didn't they mention the mustache ride? Or, or where's the, where's the horny German couple? You know, or, or where's the stoners? You know, the stoners at the, in the car at the beginning of the first film that were also having the party at the end of the film with the kegger. And I, you know, I mean, it, I don't know. What? Exactly. I'm just trying. I'm trying to follow you on that whole thing, and I'm like, it's like a broken lizard type tangent. I, I just, you know, it's like expectations, right? Expectations. So you, your expectations were you were waiting for all that stuff to happen in this movie as well, with the German couple and everything else. Oh, I was using that as like a. a That's why I'm asking. A, l- a little bit, a little bit. Like I was hoping that there'd be a, a, a couple more callbacks to the original film. Because the, the Jim Gaffigan thing felt like a waste of time to me. The whole, you know, them, do you remember me? And, and But the payoff was fucking awesome. <laughs> the payoff on that joke was great. Fuck. What was you don't even remember the payoff. Nope, I don't. See, uh, I'm, I'm putting, okay, <laughs> there's a new rule uh, yeah. that has to be established. I only did it for this movie. Nope, there's a I new rule for forever and ever. <laughs> You cannot do that anymore and go see a movie. And I okay. And look, the I, second I, I time agree, I don't give I'll a agree, shit. I'll agree. I'll agree. I'll agree with you. But I, I don't care what you do yeah, after. Yeah, yeah, I know. I I I made an exception for this film because I told you. Of I, course I, you did because you're a tool of the 420. You're well, you're 420. When tool. in fucking Rome, my friend. You're a 420. When in Rome, really? When yeah. in Rome? Yeah. When I went and saw Lord of the Rings, we had a fake fucking uh, ring. And I put it on and I wore oh it to it. Oh, my God. Okay. If the hobbits were smoking fucking... Oh, wait. They were smoking peace pipes, weren't they? Yes. Fuck. No, whatever. It's too late now. Do you know where 420 comes from? Um, oh, I just looked it up. I just fucking looked it up. It, it was a code. It was code. Nope. It was code. Nope. I'm telling you you're wrong already. Just what, what is it, Mr. Know-it-all? Maybe I don't want to tell you with your fucking attitude like that. <laughs> because I, I knew no matter what I said it was gonna be, you're gonna be like, nope. It's not that. If you if you would have said if you would have said something specific, I would have said, Okay, All continue right. on. All right, so yeah, okay. Uh, yeah. It is just, not a code. Okay. What is it? It's it's become a code for tools, but it's not a not a code. Four twenty started because a bunch of school kids got together. Can talk about Earth Day. No. Okay, good. Okay. You're going to interrupt me no, continue, with bullshit continue. or are you going to let me finish? Well, because you didn't let me finish and when you said no, it's not that. You know. Yeah, I'm telling you the story. Okay. So you didn't have to. So I'm I can, asking questions to confirm I can, the story. I can cut you off before you just continue making a fool of yourself. Thank. Oh, big on yourself. Let's go. Keep going. Maybe I don't want to know. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. God second. damn it. I got fucking wires everywhere. Um, <laughs> Maybe at me. Out in near Santa Rosa. Yeah. Somewhere near Santa Rosa. In fact, where you were uh, over the weekend. Petaluma. Somewhere in that area. Yeah. After school, every day, these kids would meet at the wall on, at 420. Oh, no. They would meet at the wall, and there there was a the mythical pot ranch. Okay? And one of the guys, uh, it's a family called the Waldos. Okay? 
and the Waldos, um, I think it's the son, the, 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 the son's Waldo, his dad was a police officer. Or he must at least have a had sheriff. fun evenings at home. His dad's a sheriff. And the, he overheard his dad talking about this huge pot farm, this pot farm somewhere. So every day after school at 420, the, him and his friends would meet and go hunting for this pot farm. Uh-huh. And that's where 420 comes from. You're sitting there thinking about it. Because when I, okay, I, re- I read a thing about 420. It was either, <laughs> I think it was today when I was doing I'm this shit. telling you firsthand information. And no, no, no I, that's fine. That's fine. That's great. I'm just saying what I read. And I, I, there was something like similar to that in with a bunch of other things that were that I read. I'm just saying what I read, man. God damn I'm it. telling you where the origin of 420 came from. Okay. Not, not the fucking Wikipedia bullshit. Okay, but I can't say that. I can't tell you what I read. San Rafael High School. That's where it comes from. Okay. Five high school students, and it's the Waldos. They have actually one of them calling themselves the Waldos because their chosen hangout spot was a wall outside the school. Use the term in connection with the 1971 plan to search for an abandoned cannabis crop that they had learned about from one of the da- dude's dads, okay, based on a treasure map made by the grower. Now, this story is not what was told to my sister-in-law who knows these people, okay? <laughs> they referred to this plan as, with the phrase 420 Lewis after several failed attempts. They would meet at their meeting place at 420, to find the crop and go from there. Okay. That's where it comes from. It's nothing more than that. Okay. (laughs) However, let's try and get another cup here. I'm banning you from ever, 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 ever (laughs) doing that when we go see a movie. After, like, if you go see the movie a second or third time, I know, I know. Fine. Because it affects the way that you... Fuck yeah, it does. It totally killed my memory on that goddamn movie. Watch the fucking movie, <laughs> which is fine. I mean, if if it was like I said, it was when in Rome kind of thing. So because I already made the commitment not to do it anymore because it got in the way of another review in the past. So I yeah yeah I just don't buy the when in Rome thing, but that's okay. Let's hey hey I used to be in a fucking bubble, man. Can I can I come out of my bubble? Yeah, is that okay with you? It's All okay right. to come out of your bubble, but all right. So I'm trying shit. Let me fucking, fucking try shit. I haven't put a dick in my mouth yet. Well, then try that. <laughs> Maybe it'll shut you up for five minutes. Uh, God damn. Yes. Uh, I draw the line at that Fucking callback. Anyways. All right. So, yeah. I won't do it again. I do remember parts of the movie, especially when I, I read it on a, on a Wikipedia. <laughs> especially when I read it. <laughs> when I read, a, when you read the synopsis. When I read a boot it. <laughs> Personally, I'd rather fuck a moose. You need a ladder to fuck a moose, eh? Oh, and I would go get a ladder and then go fuck a moose. I would go get a ladder and I would put it behind the moose and I would climb up the ladder and I would fuck a moose. <laughs> and yes, I would do that. It'd be worth the effort. All right. So, yeah, anyway, I laughed at the movie, okay? I'm not the greatest judge of it. I'm going to, even when I write my review, I'm going to say that I might have been a little compromised. Well, maybe you should go see the movie again. No, I enjoyed it. I laughed at it. It was funny. It's it a worthy successor. Okay. So yeah, it's fine. Absolutely, uh, I, I and I, I agree with I, I agree with a lot of your assessment with the movie. I, I don't agree with the it took too long to get off uh, the ground. I I agree. you know what it could have been the time lapse thing for being high. You know what I mean? It may have been. It, <laughs> I agree with some of the bus stuff. I, it was okay, but it's a good way to start the movie because yeah. it's kind of a callback to the original. And it caught you up on on events too. It used the dream to catch you up. 
It said, you know, we got fired for the Ben Savage. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah, ben, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fred Savage. Fred Savage thing, you know. So it, it caught you up without being like, um, what do they call it, um, contrived. Yeah. You know, because it was in the dream, so it worked better. Right. Yeah. Even dead, he's cool. <laughs> so, and then, and then you know, you have that same dream again? Well, who were the troopers this time? <laughs> Stifler and, and, and Damon, Damon Wayne, Wayne Jr. Jr. <laughs> almost, almost finished it. Yeah. Anyways. It um, there's something about this movie. There's something about these characters that I really, really enjoy. You want you would love to hang out with them. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's not just. I mean, in real life they exist. Yeah. And these are the way these guys are in real life. They're just funny, mm-hmm. you know, funny dudes that are. They go and experience situations and, they can and then bounce it off each other. And then um, write stories about it or tell stories about these situations that they've gotten into with fans or whatever else. Yeah. And. When it comes right down to it, these are the guys. These are the guys with my sense of humor. As much as Joe probably doesn't believe that, um, these are the guys that I would hang out with. That would make me laugh. That I would sit and just listen to, or, or you know, you know, fucking you know, roast each other yeah. every day. And I don't, I don't know exactly where. Hold on a second. I got to look them up again. I don't remember where they got started. They do a lot of stuff in Massachusetts, though. Um, it looks like New York, so back east, Greenwich. So those guys are part of that whole, um, well, they're all my age or a little bit older. So that go, those guys are part of the whole Dane Cook, Jim Norton, uh, Joe Rogan circle. Yeah. And and so their, their comedy stylings, them hanging out the clubs, that means that Anybody that's, and I call it the class, the class of Rogan and Norton and all these other guys. Yeah. Anybody that's that's um, Louis C.K., things like that, these guys have all ran in the same circles and probably went to Massachusetts a lot and back and forth between Massachusetts and New York to do these comedy clubs things. Yeah. So these guys are, are fucking well-rounded, especially knowing... Um, that they were in New York around this time, around the, that time with everybody else. And then, of course, doing their movie, you know, Jim Gaffigan, yeah, things like that. Um, <laughs> I, I like most of their movies. Jim uh, Gaffigan. Dukes of Hazard. I did like Dukes of Hazard, but I like that mostly for the driving sequences. Um, Dude, he, Johnny Knoxville is good in everything. He could be. It could be a shitty ass movie, and he's still good in it. Yeah, but uh, he's got the energy. It's still not Dukes of Hazard. It just kind of bugged me. I know he's got an addictive energy. But there were some scenes in it that I really loved, and and I'm not a big fan of Stifler, but whatever. I mean, you don't like Sean William Scott, huh? I don't. As an actor, no. You know, he uh, Role Models was on a couple days ago. Yeah. And, and like Paul Rudd is fine. Yeah. I dig Paul Rudd. In fact, he's in a new movie that's a that's more serious than anything else. Mute. I just talked about it on a uh, like last week's flick of the week. Yeah, no, but there's a maybe maybe that was it. I it's don't been know a few things. I, I know that, but there's like a new movie coming out with him in it mm-hmm. that is I don't um, maybe it was mute because we, we did no watch no the no trailer no last no no. There's it. there's a new movie with with Paul Rudd coming out where he has like a is, did he have a beard of mute? Yeah, he had like a um he had a, like chopper stash. You know, no no no. He has chopper. a full fucking beard in this one. Okay, and Paul Rudd is is. Is one of those guys that like? Hold on a second. I'm I'm trying to stay away from <laughs> Infinity War shit. I know. Hold on. Like he was in uh, Halloween: The Curse of Michael Myers, and it was fucking 
dreadful. Ugh, that's where you find out he was connected with like uh connected. It was like Michael Myers was started by this old uh like cult. Yeah. Um I just want to see Paul Rudd's filmography. Oh, just look at his latest shit. Okay, so uh it may be mute ideal uh, ideal home came out last year. The futile and stupid gesture catcher was a spy. Nerdland. See, it doesn't have mute in here. It doesn't have any of his latest films. <laughs> have you ever seen uh, My Brother the Idiot? Or already a brother? Yes, he some was, of it. He was good in that. Yeah, I mean, he's in mostly comedies or indie films that still have a comedic side to them. You know, like comedy drama. Uh-huh. But uh, I, th- you know, there was Mute where he played Cactus Bill. Uh, Ideal Home. I don't know what that is. Uh, it kind of looks like a country comedy. Oh, that's where him and uh, Steve Coogan play a couple. Okay. Maybe yeah. that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, it looks like a different version of um, the uh, the Birdcage. Yeah, he does have a beard in that one. Yeah, you know what? You're probably yeah. It's the bird. That's the one. That one. It's just like a, a different version of the Birdcage in a way. Yeah, and but see, you, I didn't even know it was Paul Rudd until he talked. Yeah, I'm like that guy kind of looks familiar. But yeah. anyways, um, I forgot where we're going with this. It doesn't matter. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I think David Harbor was in fucking Super Troopers too. As well. Well, like a cameo? Like yeah. A, like a hidden cameo? Yeah, he was one of the guys that they pulled over. Yeah, I mean, I, shit, I, I, dude, I, I'm not, I can't even say, dude. I don't think he was, but you know what? I, I could so be wrong right now. Um, Lonnie Lelouch. Oh, yeah, Lonnie Lelouch. <laughs> I forgot. Paul Walter Hauser was in the movie. God damn it, he was still funny. I, I do believe that David Harbour was in Super Troopers too. I could have sworn that was him, but it was one of the guys that they pulled over. Um, um, all the people pulled over in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> My phone sat there fine earlier, and then all of a sudden, no. I was wondering who uh, who they pulled over. All the people they pulled over in the movie? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I can't, everything, I don't remember shit until, I don't remember a whole lot from this movie until you, you um, mention it. I do remember, okay, every time they showed that bear, the grizzly bear, it was more than obvious to me that it was, he was being run by a trainer. And I know movies like this, the animals are always being controlled by a trainer, but it was real obvious. You know what I mean? Sure. Like... Okay, when the bear was growling at Farva after the the porta potty was knocked over, right? It was it wasn't even angled at him. It was angled at a fucking. You could tell it was angled at a um, at a trainer off of, off of the camera, right? Because it wasn't even facing. You were fucking stoned. How would you know, dude? It so looked like it. I'm not kidding. Okay, I know. I, I look at extra little details in certain things like mm-hmm. that. And- you can't remember any of the fucking movie except for that that part gonna, of the fucking movie. I know you're going to shoot down every fucking thing I I'm say. Just about ca- I'm calling bullshit. It looked like it. Bullshit. I call bullshit. Like okay, when you're watching, um, when you're watching uh, Poltergeist and the part where the dog goes up to the mark on the on the parent above the parent's bed on the wall, you can tell that there's someone on top over the wall, like a trainer or something, like make you know, like guiding the dog. It's just it's obvious. I, I'm calling bull. The, the the poltergeist thing, I'm not calling bullshit on because history of movies. Yeah. You know, you've seen the movie enough. Yeah. 
I'm calling bullshit on a movie that you can't fucking remember <laughs> 99% of it, but you can remember the bear looking like it was, you know, looking at a trainer. So are you pretty much saying that because I was... Um, Stoned out of your fucking <laughs> gourd. <laughs> because I was um, compromised. No, you were stoned. <laughs> Don't fucking politically correct this shit. I was, I was urbanly compromised. Um, fucking <laughs> stone. <laughs> I have I have no foot in this race. I have right no now you don't dog and show and talking about this movie. Is that what you're saying? No, you, I call bullshit on the fact that you noticed one thing, and one thing about the movie. Like you didn't notice the food. You didn't notice the guy when fucking Roblo was boxing his dick. You know, or <laughs> or he yanked on it. Doot doot. Thank you for inviting. It's like I just saw that scene in, for the first in, time again in the fucking in the in the brothel. <laughs> it's like a punching bag. Uh, God, that was fucking funny. That, that was so goddamn funny. I, I yeah. thank you, Rob Lowe, for your your wonderful sense of humor. Thank you. And like he, and Rob Lowe's the one that started the whole fucking fight in that in the brothel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wasn't he carrying a chick on his arm? <laughs> a naked chick. Like he was just at her right, like a right over. Her Get shoulder, your dick shoulder. out of my face! <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! Uh, I, I wish you know what I, I kind of wish there was more for uh, for Brian Cox's character to have done in the film because he felt like he was just constantly just in the background to yell at them for a second. Yeah, uh, but that was that's what he does. Yeah, and that's what he does really, really good. Yeah, he was good at it. But, but I mean, he he did a he did a lot. He just didn't get involved in the action scenes. He's older now. There was something weird when they the first scene that they showed him where he was all in that fishing gear and uh-huh. he's walking, and he's talking on the cell phone. The way that they were the, they were filming the scene, it looked like they were going to make him fall into a hole or something as he was walking towards the camera. It just it just really felt that way. Huh? I, I kept didn't get that I kept waiting for something to happen and it it, it didn't. Yeah, but like I said, and like you've said, I I was stoned. You're, you're full of shit. I was really compromised. <laughs> yeah, but all in all, man, look, um, it felt like look the the one guy that felt like he was mostly background was Paul Soder. Yeah, um, it felt more like a Kevin. It felt like it a was Farver like, movie. Yeah, it was like because Soder had already gotten the girl in the first movie. Yeah, that he was done. Right. So he can get the background. So now it's Stolhansky's turn. Yeah. It's Rabbit's turn to get laid. So now he gets the chick. Right. And then, yeah, because Chandra Sekar got the girl in the first movie. And as he well. gets to act all feminine in this one. Yeah. And then, and then, and then it's Farva's Farva. Yeah, Farva's. Farva's, Farva. uh, even Farva's a little more up a notch from the first one, I think. Yeah. He's and, just, he's which just is smart. Fucking angrier. Which is smart because, like, when you do American Pie Part 2, you add more Stifler to it, and they did. And it, right. it was even better. So, um, and then, you know, Mac was Mac. Yeah, you know, so you know what I, I did, they did what they were supposed to do, man. I no compl- no real complaints, dude. It's all little shit. Yeah, none none whatsoever. And I, I think that they all did a great job. Um, I you know just the the script tends when they write scripts, it just tends towards a certain character. Yeah, like in Beer Fest, it was I think it was Soder and Stol- Stolansky. Yeah, they were they played brothers, so that script kind of. Twisted towards them, yeah, you know, and then Beer Fest, Beer Fest was basically all of them. <laughs> yeah, I can't, dude. Yeah, I just remember that uh, Cloris Leishman was a slut. Yeah, that's all I remember. Yeah, their 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 grandma. Yeah, that's all I can remember. Yeah. Oh, and then drinking from the boot. They kept drinking from the glass boot wrong. Right. And then they finally figured out how to do it right, and then they fucking became champions. Yeah, and they would show they showed it um, as the cutscenes when they were drinking the boot yeah. just to test it. 
and then they 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 when they weren't twisting it, and it the the uh, the air bubble popped, <laughs> and it just flooded them. <laughs> And they were just like, they couldn't handle it. <laughs> they weren't drinking real beer anyways. It didn't really matter. Yeah, it's but. like tea or apple juice or some shit. Um, or near beer, one or the other. Yeah. Yeah, it could have been. I mean, I, I don't know. I think some of it was real and some of it wasn't. Yeah. But Well, I know like uh, there's like smoking rules too with movies. Like they have to um, they have to have like herbal cigarettes or some shit now. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. And I heard that they're way worse. They make your lungs hurt worse than regular cigarettes do. And they also burn out in less than like a minute. Yeah. They don't, yeah. So, yeah. I, know. I don't have to worry about that shit. So, I don't, I'm not an actor. So. Yeah. So, anyways, oh, you can be. If you want to be an actor, <laughs> Boondock Saints. We what are, a fucking segue that was. We are full steam <laughs> ahead in our search to find two new McManus brothers for our upcoming TV series. How about two fat white guys? We are full steam ahead in our search to find two new McManus brothers for our upcoming TV series, The Boondock Saints Origins, and I could not be more excited. Our casting director is Julie Schubert. Julie cast The Punisher, Daredevil, House of Cards, name a few. She has a knack for finding new talent and has already gone out to over 200 Irish organizations and schools in the U.S., Canada, U.K., and Ireland. Now, this does not necessarily mean we'll be going with so Irish descent. If you can do a good accent, you are in for consideration. Now, I have decided to open it up to all comers. Maybe one of you. <laughs> Please don't take my pot of gold. Tomorrow, I'll be posting a video on exactly how you are to create your audition tapes. Shortly after that, I'll be posting the sides you are to use, the scenes that you will perform in camera, and where to send your audition tapes. The importance of finding these two new young actors for this TV series cannot be overstated. Julie and her team are waiting through thousands of submissions every day to find me those two magic men. Then that's where we'll end it. Find me those two. What, what, what happens in the last four, final four seconds? Something good? Something you don't want to reveal? Uh, there's no more to reveal. Okay. Just go to Boondock Saints headquarters on Facebook and find out. Anyways, they're doing Boondock Saints Origins, and we're too old anyways. I know. I, I was like, hey, you want a fat 40-year-old white guy? How about two fat 40-year-old white guys? <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Mm. Anyways. Oh, uh, the luck of the Irish. If you want to be in Boondock Saints 3 with the ever-popular Troy Duffy. Yeah. Then... I bet you the what the trick is is if the show is successful... Then he'll get enough money raised up so he can do a Boondock Saints 3. Well, here's the issue. If. Mm-hmm. And then, again, I, nobody wants to deal with Troy Duffy. Apparently not. Because um, he is very difficult. Yeah, I mean, I know I know that Boondock Saints 2 made you know money on home video. It made money. I just don't know how much. Anyways. Um, so, no, okay, so uh, yeah, let's... Uh, so what would you give Super Troopers 2? I would give it an 8. Damn. I laughed my ass off. Dude, there was a point at, during the movie I was laughing so hard I was crying. And I think that was at the end of the credits where they were doing the cut scenes and stuff like that. Yeah. But with they, Sasso? Will Sasso? Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, goddamn. Oh, I love Will Sasso, dude. He really needs to be in more things. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. Dude, I, I, I wouldn't go that far as you did because, you know, but this is, this is my herbally compromised rating, which is going to be... Um, a six. Okay. I will give it a six out of ten. Okay. Okay. Um, you know what's funny is when the, right before this movie came out, like two days before it came out, 
it was sitting at a 60-something percent approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. And then it fucking, then the like day before it came out, it, sh- it jumped down. It just fell down to like 33%. Really? Yeah. And then... Uh, Why are we even giving a shit about Rotten Tomatoes? It's just funny just to hear, you know, just to see like how ratings are, how, you know, people's opinions change and shit. I was just, I don't know. It, I, I don't find Rotten Tomatoes... So pretty much Important. one out of every three critics like the movie. Yeah. I, I don't so. know. Who gives a fuck about the critics? I don't know. So, um, I, I went to go see this movie as a fan and fucking you came through in, in, in droves. The critics the, the critics in this day and age, well, you know, look, you want to see what the, the actual critics feel about in this day and age? Look, go and research something called The Rise and Fall of Spike TV. There's a, there's a thing on Ranker. And it links to an article on Vice. And that will tell you how these people think when it comes to anything that has to do with men's stuff or men having fun or movies that men like. Yeah. And and it's fucking disgusting. I like what men like. Anyways, getting into it. <laughs> All right. So, uh, fuck it. That, so, anyway, Super Troopers, uh, like I said, if you like the original, you'll love this one. That's it. You good? All right. All right, so we got some trailers to talk about. Uh, the new Equalizer, which um, Mike and I weren't huge fans of the first one, but now we have the Equalizer 2. Denzel's back with his stopwatch. More equal. They're going to war with me. See, this is not the fucking trailer. I'm sorry. Oh, that's the intro to the trailer. That, why, why do I need an intro? I don't need to prepare to prepare. It's a new trend right now, dude. Stop preparing What's to prepare. That? I know, it's fucking stupid. No, no, no. Long time ago. Different life. Now you come back. Yes, I'm looking for something. You can find whatever you wish in Turkey. How about a man who kidnapped a little girl from her American mother? We'll not be looking for such a man. It will be dangerous for you. Men like him would think that. Into it. But you were retired. Oh, I am. Just like you're dead. <laughs> yeah. What's the matter? Not. What's the matter you? <laughs> they knew what floor she was on. They're tying up loose ends. Exactly. She partner for seven years, Mac. It's a mistake to go to war with him. It's go time. They're going to war with me. It's go time. Whoever did this have all the chart skill sets. And with the agency, family. You ever see Star Trek? Very good. Call 911. They killed my friend. So I'm going to kill each and every one of them. And the only disappointment is that I only get to do it once. Seeing you carrying all those books around, I figured you for some kind of teacher. I'm a high-level paid government assassin. 
It's an R-rated Jack Reacher. It's fucking November Man. Yeah, it's, it's an R-rated Jack Reacher, man. That, that's all it is to me. I, it's not that special. Yeah, it it, it doesn't. That, that movie doesn't interest me. Stop. I'm just. I was interested in the first one, and then we saw it, and then I was like, eh. But I, I I'm not interested in part two at all. At all. I like Denzel a lot, but I I, I like his dramas better. Yeah, just not not nothing nothing interests me. That doesn't interest me. Yeah. Ready for the next one? Yeah, Venom's stepping it up a little bit. You should be extremely afraid. Again, a little preparing bit. to prepare. I tell you, man, it's the trend. Fucking bullshit. Thank you for bringing us collectively to this moment. It is a moment that so many have dreamed of claiming. History starts today. The guy you work for is an evil person. I don't work for him. My firm works for him. Are you going to behave yourself tomorrow? I told you I'm going to do my job. I'm a reporter. I follow people that do not want to be followed. What about the allegations that you recruit the most vulnerable for tests that end up killing people? Your time to go. You're finished, Mr. Brock. Was that a threat? You had to learn how to hide in plain sight. I'm pretty good at it. But you, you suck. Whoever you are. I work at the Life Foundation, and I need your help. We found something. We call them symbiotes. Carlton Drake believes that the union between human and symbiote is the key to our evolution. I'm feeling really sick. I'm hearing a voice. You're not real. You were just in my head. I'm going to need Mr. Drake's property back. I don't know. <laughs> if you're gonna stay, you will only hurt bad people. The way I see it, we can do whatever we want. Do we have a deal? Are you willing to sacrifice the one thing you hold most dear? You should be extremely afraid. What the hell are you? We are Venom. It's like Seth MacFarlane style. Almost. Seth MacFarlane? <laughs> Todd MacFarlane. <laughs> Sorry, it's more it's more Eric Larson style because Todd really didn't use the tongue. Um, there's three things about this trailer that I really like. There's two things I like, but go ahead. Eddie Brock, mm-hmm. the character Eddie Brock. Yeah, the fact that he's a reporter. Yeah, which is, he was in the comics, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I thought he was a criminal in the, in the but I, you know what? Not right now. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't. It's not important anyway. And the fact that well, there's two more things. They call it a symbiote. Yeah. Symbiote. So, yeah. Um, and. Come on. Give me a ding, ding, ding. Come on. The third one. Ding, ding, ding. What? I want to. I just. I want to. I want I wonder if it's something that I'm, I'm thinking of myself. The, the voice. Well, yeah. The, but what the voice says. 
No, it was just the voice in and of itself. I like the fact that the voice is talking to him. I like the fact that the voice said we. Because in Spider-Man 3, Venom never once fucking said we. And it pissed me off. When Why? Went. Because in the in the cartoons, that, that's what I'm used to seeing Venom in. It always when it was in the vo- when it was in the actual Venom costume. Yeah, in the original story, Eddie Brock is a journalist. It always said we, always when it talked about itself, always said we, to like multiple multiple people in there, and that's what I liked about it. So the Tom Hardy being in it, that's one for me, and the other one is it just it saying we. Mm. Other than that, I'm reserving judgment because it's fucking Sony, and it's I mean Venom. That, that's a tough one. I, it's hard, kind of tough. It's like it's like having a Joker without a Batman. Well, I I like the voice, but my problem with the voice also is the fact that every time there's a bad guy, he yeah. has to have a deep voice. He has to have the the dark side voice. Yeah. Or 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 the 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 Kevin Michael Richardson voice, or you know whatever. Yeah. Again, appropriate when it's appropriate, but why can't it be one of those voices that is just. Um, fucking manipulating like a woman's voice or mm-hmm. not saying that women are manipulating but like like a smooth like a fucking car salesman voice you know yeah like Eddie you know oh just like uh, how the fucking uh, the clown was in Spawn when he wasn't yelling and acting crazy he was always whispering into uh, into Spawn's ear you in, know in the movie or in the in, I'm basing that one off the cartoon one from no, HBO uh, yeah but I'm uh, I'm I'm talking more along the lines of a voice like um that's a fucking good good fucking who would be really good at that just like an internal monologue voice that that like I said it's just just a smooth talking dude yeah you know but not John Cusack but kind of a mid-range kind of like a James Arnold Taylor the guy that did Obi-Wan Kenobi from from uh, the Clone Wars yeah um he can do a whole lot of voices but his regular voice God damn, like or Mark Hamill's regular voice. Mm-hmm. Like if he just did like the symbiote voice as Mark Hamill, holy shit. You know, where it's just a regular voice, not this deep fucking you don't need a deep voice for all this stuff. As much as I I actually like the the way they're doing it and it sound it's contradictory. But my problem again yeah. with the whole thing is the fact that they 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 went basic. They they went the route that everybody would go. Mm-hmm. Instead of against the route that everybody that 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 well, nobody I mean, was if it's expecting. Already, I mean, if his voice has always been known to be like that, similar to that, I mean, but his voice has never been known to that. It's whatever the comic was. Okay, well, when you watch him in cartoons, he was always. But the the cartoons don't matter. They're not canon. It don't mean anything. They're not building off of a cartoon. You think I'm wrong or being an asshole? They're mm. not building off the cartoon. What? And and why would they have to? Why would they want to refer off of a cartoon anyways? Well, they did with the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> with what? Ninja Turtles. Yeah, if you want to make a shitty franchise. <laughs> you know, I'm talking about the second one, not not the first franchise, although it ended badly. but The voice for this one reminds me of um, Candyman. Yeah, it just, you, you just need a, 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 see, that's. Tony that's, Todd. Reminds me of Tony Todd. Yeah, the, see, that's, that's more Eric Larson. This is more Todd. See, he didn't use the tongue. The tongue was more Eric Larson, and then after that, Mike well, Mark. Well, and the the, the 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 venom that we finally get to see at the end of this trailer, it reminds me of Todd McFarlane's Spawn, um, you know, characters 
that in that style. You know, not Tom McFarlane's, you know, spawn or Tom McFarlane's Venom in general, but just how he made his spawn characters look. Especially with the toys. But Todd McFarlane drew and created Venom. I understand that, but can you please for once understand what I'm saying? I'm trying to tell you. No, it it's more reminiscent of Eric Larson's version of Venom okay, cool. than anything else. But it still reminded me of, it reminded me of Todd McFarlane. Not of Todd not of Todd McFarlane's Venom, just Todd McFarlane's spawn type style. That's what it reminded me. I, I just that's fine. That's fine. God damn, why is this coming off? Anyways, I, I just I don't I didn't care for There was someone I gave a ride to in the lift that um we were talking about Venom and that the uh, they said that the because um, they did some research on this movie coming up, and they said that um, the reason why he's in San Francisco it's based off of uh, either one of the comics or something where um, or kind of like how off at the end of Spider Man three how Eddie Brock like maybe he just or never mind not not Spider Man three something from the comic where um, where he had ended up fleeing to the west you know away from New York City or some shit I can't remember what the hell it was but yeah it wasn't off the it wasn't off Spider Man three because fucking Venom got destroyed at the end of that one. Who okay? So Ruben Fleischer is directing the film. Zombieland, not bad. Thirty minutes or less had moments, but Gangster Squad. Gangster Squad. I don't. I don't even remember that being memorable at all. He mostly worked with Cisco, Eurostar, ESPN, and Burger King. He did Zombieland. What else has he done? Uh, the Unicorn Store. Venom is a director. Thirty minutes or less. Jimmy Kimmel Live. Robin Big. Between Two Ferns. Funny or Die, Marry Me. Superstore. Yeah, Superstore. I'll give him a pass on that because he only directed four episodes. <laughs> but he's the executive producer, so there you go. Gumball 3000, six days in May. Um, All I know is is if they do the same thing in this one, which looks like they are with Venom, where he's the same fucking size as Spider-Man, like a doppelganger kind of thing, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm not going to be happy with that. Because I want to see the big, bulky fucking Venom, that's why. That's the way I feel about it. That's the way I want to see Venom. I, I know you've got this other thing about all these problems that they did with the comic book and turning him into a good guy and all that shit. I know. But I'm telling that you. That wasn't even where I was going to go with it. I could give a fuck less about the comics because they already fucked that up. But I want him to be big. I want him to be fucking huge. How many, but how many, how many people are that size? Well, he got pretty big for fucking playing Bane. <laughs> but yeah, it was still, I mean, that's, I mean, it's going to be CG anyway, so... It shouldn't be a problem to, to make Venom big like he's supposed to be. I know you're talking about an actor, though, that's like muscularly like like six foot set nine or something, right? That's like the mountain or something from Game yeah, of Thrones. Yeah, literally. How many people are, are built like the mountain? Okay, do the, they could do the same thing. How many people are built like the mountain, though? Not a lot. Okay. So we don't have a problem with the fact that, that um, oh, what's his name? Ruffalo plays Bruce Banner. Uh-huh who doesn't resemble Bruce Banner from the comics whatsoever. Hmm. We don't have a problem with the fact that Thor isn't huge like he is in the comics. We don't have a problem with any of the Avengers. Or that Wolverine is taller, way taller than, or Hugh Jackman's way taller as Wolverine. Yeah. But now when Venom comes out, is an issue. Yeah, because I, I, I was a fan watching Venom as a kid. Playing him in video games, watching him on the cartoons, reading every, every once in a while reading a comic book. I was a fan of Big Venom. Okay. So what's wrong with me saying I want it a certain way? It's just, I don't, it's just not a realistic expectation for these characters. Okay. Venom, yes or no, has Venom ever been fucking um, portrayed as huge? And yes, and the answer is yes. 
Give me what he fucking is supposed to look okay. like. They fucked up 11 years ago by having a little-ass Venom on the fucking screen, okay? <laughs> and now they're fucking up again by having a little-ass Venom on the screen. I I disagree with, with the, the assessment that they're fucking up with today's Venom. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, okay, Here, here's another example then. X-Men Apocalypse. They made Apocalypse the same <laughs> fucking size as everyone else around him. I had a fucking problem with that too. Because Apocalypse... You had a problem because he looked like Ivan Ooze. No, that just added to it. Okay, they also had a problem was he's supposed to be bigger than everybody else because that's one of the pro- one of the the um, the uh, intimidating f- features of Apocalypse is that before he even grows or anything, he's already bigger than everybody I, else. And I agree with that assessment. Okay, and Venom is fucking always huge. Venom has always been huge, and he needs to fucking speak, become huge again on the big screen. Let's see, and I don't agree with that assessment. It's a weird thing, but I don't agree with it. <laughs> okay, I- because Apocalypse is not human, mm-hmm. but the symbiote is attaching itself to a human form. Yeah, I know you. Get, you, you. I know you got this. This you're you, you're you're based on this thing where the symbiote cannot change in any way whatsoever. It has to be the size of its host. I get that. Okay, I got a problem with. Well, then they should have used CG or something to buff him the fuck up or something. No, that would have been a waste of time. He would have. Look, the dude has to be the size of the Hulk, or um, he has to be. Okay. He has yeah. to be. And he's got to be bigger. One, one, he has to be between the Hulk and Thor. Yeah, it's got to be like bigger than the mountain. Almost. And again, it doesn't make any sense in the comic for Todd McFarlane to make this guy huge, other than because he was trying to make Venom a big character. Yeah. So when it's supposed he, to be big and sp- scary in contrast w- to Spider Man, when when you have when you have Eddie Brock in and of itself, they create this character who is misproportioned, anyways, bigger than he should have yeah. been, and he's. It, it, it again. It makes no sense. Look, if you're gonna make him that fucking small, make him make him Cladis, no, Cassidy. No, make him it, Cleese Cassidy. It makes instead. it makes make perfect him carnage. I'm sorry. It makes perfect sense to have him this way because he's a he's he's a he's a news reporter on the run who was wronged by Spider-Man himself. Okay, and was sent to jail for it for a crime that he didn't commit. Uh huh. Okay. And and now when he escapes, he's hiding out in San Francisco. You can't have a six eight guy hiding out in San Francisco being inconspicuous. That's fine. And then <laughs> it doesn't look, work. They change rules for shit all the time. They can change this rule. Okay, have him be big. Mm-mm. I disagree. It doesn't work for the character. I think if you were a fan of Venom, you would have a problem with. Dude, this. I'm the original fan of Venom. I liked when the character was introduced. In fact, I liked how the character. Do you know how the character was introduced? I can't remember. Last panel, one hand. In the issue before they introduced Venom. Mm-hmm. Last panel, one hand. That was it. That's how they introduced him, in a train wing. And then he attacked Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And he was a well-written character because Dave Michelini and Todd McFarlane knew how to do this. Yeah. The problem is is that they made, they made Eddie Brock too big, and, and the whole idea behind Eddie Brock... I don't like him. I, I never liked Eddie Brock, the character. Mm. I thought it was a fucking waste of a character. I thought that the fact that he was oversized, huge, he should have been more of a Flash Thompson character mm. than anything else. And I think that's what they were going for. I think they wanted Flash Thompson to be Venom mm. as a rival to Spider-Man. But we're not going to get into that. We're already way too deep into this podcast. <laughs> and and so they, they make him oversized and a foot taller than Peter Parker, which is what they do in comics anyways, but it it's just doesn't work when you're trying to make a movie. And when you when you make a movie, you have to work within the confines of what you're given. So Marvel goes, this is what you can work with because we're trying to get this character 
fixed properly and more human than the fucking weirdo steroid uh, roid rage fucking guy that that uh, Eddie Brock was, which could have worked if you have a character that's if you have a person that's a good actor like Tom Hardy. But again, there's five guys in the world that can do this, and none of them want to be in Venom. Well, look, you can <laughs> having the symbiote. You can have Venom be bigger than the size of Ven- or than the size of Eddie Brock in this movie uh, than Tom Hardy. You can't. It's a, you can have him be a little bit bigger. Okay, they can. They could have used um, a, a muscular actor who's like six foot three, six foot four, and then they could have had when he becomes Venom, he might be six foot eight, and, th- and you know what I mean. But you can't you add half an inch to it. That's not. That's not. That's not a huge difference. I want to see a big Venom. They're okay. not going to give me a big Venom. I don't then, want. I don't then see it. I, it, it's it's that simple. It it's just a matter of it doesn't work for you, and and for the most part, look, I'm not saying that this movie is going to be good. I sat there after I watched the trailer mm-hmm. for a couple minutes, going, I don't know if I like this movie or not, and it had nothing to do with the Venom thing. I, I don't like, and here's what I don't like: they went with the Ed Bagley. Is it Ed Bagley? <laughs> I don't know. I gotta look it up. Hold on a second. Uh, Mark Bagley. Mark Bagley. Okay, this guy, Mark Bagley. And he he did the the Spider Man run mm-hmm. after. See, I, I don't like his art, and you can see why. It's just kind of all weird. He's trying to be like Eric Larson, and I'm sure he's a good artist. I'm sure he's a fantastic artist when he's not trying to be like other people. But he took over the Spider Man run after these guys left, and it just it looks weird. So, and you see how see the teeth and everything. Mm. There's. There's something about that venom in particular that I'm lo- I was looking at that's a mixture between Eric Larson, who I really like as an artist and who did a great job after McFarlane. But again, I don't care for the tongue because it's just whatever. But that was that I never was the minded style. it because it seemed like everything that they did that was different than Spider Man added to the fact of how different Venom is from Spider Man. Yeah. So yeah, and and I can understand how it worked in some cases. But it, it became a staple of the character, you know. He didn't. He always had his mouth open and his tongue hanging out, and that's just that's lazy. That's mm. lazy art. See, that's fucking great. Look at that. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. You know, but and that's not. I don't care about that. And that's that's okay. But again, I mean, you you have you, you have a, a, a continual evolution of this character that, in my opinion, devolved. He didn't evolve. He devolved. <laughs> and that's the failure of the artists that came after these guys because each one, Larson and McFarlane took, did their own take on the, on the character, okay? Mm. And regardless of where we stand about the character, whether it's big or small, mm. it, that has nothing to do with this, okay? When Larson, when Larson took over from McFarlane on Spider-Man, he, he took the character into a different direction and made it his, mm. And then when Larson left, see, I mean, look how bad this art is. That's fucking awful. When so after Larson took over, after Larson left, and and whoever took over, whether it was Mark Bagley or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, for like a good five years, it was this type of art, and all it was was just Venom with his tongue open, tongue coming out, you know, and and it made no sense. It was like they couldn't, they couldn't. Evolve past what Mc, or what uh, Eric Larson and did with that with the second with the second generation of Venom. Yeah, and then of course they had to come up with whoever Cletus Cassidy of Carnage. Well, the, you and know, then and, and this trailer, dude, it makes it look like that 
also Venom's going to be the misunderstood hero again, you know, instead of him being a bad guy. Venom's supposed to be a fucking bad guy, you know? Well, he becomes a hero. I know, but... It, but, uh, yeah, you, I agree. It, became, it got to a point where it got cheesy because it went from Venom being this evil thing, you know, thing that hates Spider-Man, that hates Peter Parker, to, oh, I'm you know, stupid, big bumbling dummy, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, I, 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 sorry, we messed up again. Yeah. Oops. Yeah, it just it, it got dumb. I'm a dunderhead. So, um, yeah, and and again, I can't fault that. You are absolutely right. I I never agreed. Like I said, I after Eric Larson left Spider-Man, yeah. I followed. I I stopped reading Spider-Man. I wasn't interested. My favorite writer, my favorite artists were gone. It's like when Mike Piazza left the Dodgers, I I lost interest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he was my favorite. It'd be like if Michael Jordan left the Bulls. You know what I mean? I'm like, all right, yeah, which I'm, he did. I'm done. Yeah, so I took a hiatus and then yeah. he came back and I bandwagoned again. Yeah, <laughs> but it's there was it was never fun after that. It was just it was it was cookie cutter fucking Spider Man bullshit, <gasps> and none of the artists or the writers, in my opinion, took it to that next level for for a long time. And then once they stopped doing the Venom Carnage thing, see, like here's another one. Well, gotta have the fucking tongue out. I, it, I, it is a cool drawing, though. I do like it. Gotta have the tongue out. <laughs> gotta have the tongue out. Gotta have the tongue out. Uh, did Venom ever fight the Hulk? Uh, I don't know. That'd be a cool matchup. Gotta have the tongue out. <laughs> and that that was my major issue with it. Damn, look at that Deadpool picture with the Hulk with his whole hand in his head. Yeah. I don't think Venom fought the Hulk, but I uh, I don't know. What is this? Oh, that's a that's a Hulk Venom. <laughs> That's Venom Hulk. Yeah, yeah. Bruce Venom. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good one. Um, like the Venom symbiote can't attach itself to specific people. Yeah. Um, Deadpool, it can't attach him. That's because we're going to end into Deadpool. Uh-huh. So literally, they try the symbiote tried to attach itself to Deadpool, yeah. but because he has a fractured mind, yeah. and nobody's in charge upstairs, yeah, he can't. the The symbiote, lit- the symbiote tried to attach itself. And Deadpool took over the symbiote and, <laughs> and and made it crazy. Yeah, and then it became Carnage. <laughs> no, it it didn't know what to do. It it turned it it just like turned into a puddle of goo. Yeah, um, he just mind fucked it. Yeah, it it, it literally Deadpool mind fucked it. It it um it turned it mind fucked it to goo. It it turned it um invalid. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's funny. I I don't know exactly. Uh, it's called agony. Yeah, it's called agony. Okay, that's that's a cool name right, for that for that character. <laughs> See, it's just all over the place. They had a they had a, the separation anxiety turned into a video game. It was I think it was on the Genesis and the Super Nintendo. Uh, let's see, this this all gets into the movie, The Vault, and everything else. Um, okay, well, I want to know the Deadpool one. Toxin hybrid scream. Ah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Deadpool two. All right, yeah. Oh, we've got one. Oh, well. That's all right. It's going to cut down about 40 minutes. We're getting close. You all know the drill. Intercept the convoy. Watch out for cable. Hit it. Oh, there was Peter right there. <laughs> Never noticed that before. He's in trouble. Move or die. Pump the hate brakes, Thanos. I let cable get to him. Can't do this alone. We need backup. We're gonna form a super duper fucking group. It's time to get back on LinkedIn. Meet Bedlam. 
My name's Shatterstar. Domino, I'm lucky. Luck isn't a superpower. It's certainly not very cinematic. Yes, it is. Let's meet in the middle and say no, it isn't. Fuck it. It's showtime. Don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years. You sure you're not from the DC Universe? Bring it on one night, Willie. <laughs> oh, yeah, your bullets, they're really fast. <laughs> and last but not least, Peter. Any powers you want to tell us about? I, you know, I don't have one. Um, I, I just saw the ad. You're in. <laughs> you're in. I, I, his you're in was perfect. It, fucking perfect Deadpool, man. I, awesome. Fucking Peter. <laughs> Dude, I my kids did not get the one-eyed Willie joke. They're all, oh, yeah, it's Goonies, right? I said, yeah, but why, why, why did he make a Goonies reference? I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, well, fucking, uh, never mind. Look at my Facebook. Yep, I don't have them on Facebook, but I've got them. I, no, I, that's my picture. Oh, okay. I um, right when you told me, I was lift driving. I was stuck in Davis. There's a part in fucking Davis. It's like um, it's like the West Side um. It's called Westland or something. It's, it's this huge apartment area for for um, for dormers, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like only got one entrance into it and <laughs> and one way out. One way in and one way out. And right next, like, okay, here's these apartments. And behind them is this huge parking lot that just just goes on for like, like two miles behind these apartments. And then right next to them, besides um, fields all around all sides – is on one end is a, a looks like a housing unit that they haven't they, they just started making where it's just dirt like road it's roads that have dead ends and there's wires sticking out of the ground because you can pipe you know piping and shit like they're about to build there mm-hmm. but there's no exit out of it and so I went into the fucker trying to get out of there and I fucking ended up just going around the whole fucking thing and then going back to the parking lot again and it took me like 20 minutes to get out of the whole fucking place and because <laughs> I kept thinking oh yeah go here and then oh go here and no Right, and I just totally pictured myself as I'm driving in that parking lot, some people standing, you know, in their apartments or whatever, watching me, my dumbass lift driving ass, fucking just lost in this 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 dead end parking lot labyrinth. <laughs> fucking, it, it must have looked hilarious, you know, especially if they heard me screaming because I screamed a few times. I screamed, uh, yeah, I, I did. I, I did a few Samuel Jacksons, you know, out the window. Motherfucker. And I started cussing. I started cussing at every dead end. I would say, "Fuck you, dead end," and. You suck it and yeah. So anyway, I made it out of there. I made it out of there safe. And I, I'm here now to be able to do it. There's proof. <laughs> There's proof. This is funny. Listen to this. What? So there is Car- uh, Marcus, a symbiote. Yeah. It's one of the side symbiotes. And he was in Deadpool, the gauntlet number eight. He was an ancient centaur were- werewolf hybrid. 
with a black symbiote and diabetes. <laughs> okay, that's very descriptive. Marcus was hired by Dracula to be a member of the new Frightful Four. <laughs> God damn it, I love Deadpool. <laughs> so uh, before we get into uh, um, our piece of shit or not, um, <laughs> uh, Mini-Me died, Mike. Yes, I know. Vern Troyer. Um, rumor is that he drunk himself to death. There was also somebody else that died. I don't know who else died. But once, he, once it was Mini-Me, I was like, fuck, dude. I know. It's just, you know. It's suicidal. I was, yeah, they said he drank a lot before that, and then they drank, he drank way more this time than he normally drank, and it was he was full of alcohol. Yeah, he tried to kill himself multiple times. Yeah. That's sad for some people. I don't, I never knew the guy, so you know, it is what it is. God, that's an awful drawing. <laughs> Man, you were, you were very judging of, uh, of, of Deadpool artistry. I mean, I'm sorry, Venom artistry. Like, um, it has, it like has nothing to do with Venom. That's a fucking bad. Well, that's what I mean. I, I mean, like, like the different artists. Like, they're like this artist fucking sucks. This one's really good, but this one sucks. No, see, look, that's the original. Yeah, it's Black, and that's it's, okay. It's Black Spider-Man, yeah. But and that's not good. That's not a good picture. It's not good art, and that's definitely not good. That's awful. Whoever who that looks like Stephen uh, Platt, who mm-hmm. did who did the artwork, who's trying to do. Well, the right looks cool. <laughs> No, that's even worse. It's awful. That is really, <laughs> really bad. You have very high standards. That's 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 an okay. I actually like this art. I think that's Art Adams. Um, um that one. That one's fucking awesome. Mm. I think that looks really cool, especially for how old it looks. That looks really good. Which one? The Venom. Mm. I mean, you can tell it's old. You can tell it's like uh, it had to be like uh, early. Late, late to me, 90s. that looks like early nineties. Yeah, it's late nineties, but. I can't tell. Um, I can't remember who did that. See, that's a good one. That's good art right there. That one's interesting. I like that one. That looks like Joe Mad, Joey Mad. That see, I like the Gwen Spider Gwen. It's like Margot Robbie. It's that's good fucking art. That I don't really care about. But I've never been a big fan of these these split image things. Her it looks like the fucking Joker mouth going on, and it's all distended. Just trying to see. And then Carol Danvers. See, that's a bad picture, too. There's Conrad Marcus right there. That's fucking cool. See, that's a good picture. That looks like um, Greg Capullo art. See, and Venom doesn't have to be that big in the fucking movie. <laughs> that's fucking... That's, that's an incredible Hulk. Ang Lee's mm-hmm. Incredible Hulk fucking big. 2099, I wasn't a fan of. Guardians of the Galaxy. See, that's, that's good. That's fine. Lee Price. Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> that looks... You know what that reminded me of? The Thing, John Carpenter's The Thing. I'm trying to find the Deadpool. Like, I, I, is it really where I? I, don't, I, I mean, you would think that it'd be easy to find. I mean, here's the picture of it right there. Yeah, looks like Harley Quinn. <laughs> Anyways, all right. So uh, yeah, let's do our flicks of the week. Or, I'm sorry, duh, dumbass. Our piece of shit or not? All right. So yeah, of course we're going to be seeing Avengers: Infinity War. All right. So. That bassy voice purple behemoth that we've been occasionally teased with since 2012 has finally built up his confidence enough to take on and destroy the entire universe. I meant half. Half of the universe. It's like a yin-yang, Jedi-Sith, Neo-Agent Smith thing about balance. Well, now is the time for every current Marvel Studios owned property, Sans Blade and those Netflix underlings. And anything owned by Fox. To band, to band together, work out their little eccentricities, and figure out a way to survive into next year's sequel. Because this guy ain't pulling no punches. I could name all of the players, but let's face it, either you already know who they are, or you don't really give a shit enough to have this far. 
to have read this far, sorry. Expect, expect expensive effects, inside jokes at one another, and the possibility that the Russos and Disney will still have not have the balls to kill anybody off like the last time. Civil nope. War. Civil War. My prediction? Can the stakes and anticipation be any higher than they are for this film? I know that it's going to be good, but how good is way up in the air. I've tried to stay away from any news and clips for the past month, yet the hype train is in full speed right now. Avengers Infinity War will not be a piece of shit, especially if there's some Marvel Fox cameos thrown in for good measure. I think that this intense feeling I'm experiencing at this moment is what the young folks today call fanboying. No Marvel Fox. Mm Mm-hmm. No Marvel Fox. It would have already been announced. Prediction's still here. Great. The, the, the sale I know, you're going to keep yet. telling me no, but I'm, I'm telling the, you, I, I don't care. The, the sale hasn't gone through. There is no, they can't do it. That's great. There is a rumored cameo in Deadpool, though, that we haven't seen yet. All right, well, I'm staying away from all that because <laughs> I, I don't want to be spoiled with these. Since it's Infinity War week, I'll ask you not to spoil the movie, especially if you're seeing it early. Everyone waited so long for this movie, and we all want to enjoy it. See you in a couple of days in theaters. Thanos demands your silence. And that's all I have to say. How about did you this find movie. the little Thanos um, uh, Infinity Gauntlet emoji? Oh, I don't know. Maybe I copied and pasted it into there. Maybe I didn't. Okay, so you're not giving it away. <laughs> okay. Fine. I just told you, maybe I copied and pasted it in there. Maybe I didn't. Where did you find it? You literally watched me do that entire thing and copy and paste it right into the blog. Yes, I did. You got off Twitter. Thank you. You literally watch me do that. All right. Anyways, I can delete this other part right here. Ancient Chinese secret, huh? Yep. All right. So, uh, yes, <laughs> uh, I think that's all we got for this week, man. Yep. All right. Symbiotes are stupid, and uh, Peter is awesome. So, I am Joe Spiegel. Mike Sutherland. A couple of average Joes. Movie reviews. Yep. Bye. Bye. <laughs>